This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a genuine pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible, and we want to thank you for watching at this time, especially if this may be your first time to watch the telecast. We have those that watch every time we come on the air. We appreciate your watching as well. May, may I ask each of you to tell someone else about getting to know your Bible. Now today on our telecast, we want to ask a question and we want to answer the question with the Bible. Does it make a difference? You know, it's not common for some people to say this really doesn't make any difference about different various things, different things. But we want to discuss it as it relates to our religious life, our spiritual life. Does it make a difference? Hope that you'll stay tuned. Now today on Getting to Know Your Bible, we continue to offer a free Bible correspondence course. And I would like to emphasize the course is free. We want you to have it. Thousands of people all over the world are already studying this Bible course and we'd like it to make available to you today. Now that you might learn more about the course, that you might learn how to receive the free course, let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I'm reading now from Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 25. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. It is said by many, it makes no difference what we do in religion, just so we are religious. But, but in matters of faith, or where God has spoken, we must always do what God says do. As a matter of fact, Solomon made it very clear that the entire responsibility of man is to do what God says to do. In Ecclesiastes, the 12th chapter and verse 13, he wrote and said, Fear God and keep His commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. That the sum and substance of our responsibility to God while we live on this earth is to fear Him and just to obey Him. In 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 22, the Bible says to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken, that is to listen to God, than the fat of rams. And so a person may be religious, may be doing lots of things, 
but it makes a difference if we obey God. You see, where God has spoken, we must always do what God says to do. In Acts the fifth chapter in verse 29, it is said we ought to obey God rather than man. And so the commands of God are to be obeyed. And God commands us through Jesus Christ, whom we are to obey in all matters of faith. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, verse 2 reads, God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. So God commands us through His Son in all matters of faith. And we must be obedient. In Hebrews 5, verse 8 and verse 9, we're told, Though He were a Son, yet learned He obedience by the things which He suffered. And being made perfect, He became the author of eternal salvation unto all of them that obey Him. So eternal salvation belongs to those who through obedience obey the Lord in all matters of faith. We're to listen to the Lord. We're not to listen to what someone else says. Matthew 17 and 5 at Jesus' transfiguration, the Father said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased Hear ye him. Listen to my son. Whatever he tells you, that's what you're supposed to do. In Luke the 6th chapter and verse 46, Jesus asked, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? An individual might call Jesus Lord, might call on him and and might go through some of the acts of being a religious individual. But if we're not doing what Jesus says to do, it is all in vain. So God commands us through Christ, whom we're to obey in all matters of faith. In Revelation, the 22nd chapter, and in verse 14, The Bible says, Blessed are they that do His commandments, that they may have a right to the tree of life and enter in through the gates into the city. Those who will go to heaven at last are not those who think about His commandments or ignore His commandments or neglect His commandments, but those who do His commandments. In the book of Romans, the sixth chapter, beginning in the fifth verse, the Bible says, But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart. That would pretty well describe many, many people in the world today. They have a hard and impenitent heart. But he says, But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring 
up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God who will render to each one according to his deeds eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality. But to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, listen to that, who do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish on every soul of man who does evil of the Jew first and also of the Greek. But glory, honor, and peace to everyone who works what is good, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And then in verse 11 he says, For there is no partiality with God. So every individual who obeys the Son in all matters of faith is going to be blessed of God. Those who do not are not going to be blessed of God. In matters of opinion where God has told us what to do without telling us how to do it, it really makes no difference how His command is obeyed or He would have told us how, giving us every one of the details. But in matters of faith, where God has told us what to do, we are to carry out or obey that command. When You see, when God specifies as to what is to be done or how to do it, we must obey. Let me give you some examples from the Bible of what I'm talking about here. You see, it made a difference in the Garden of Eden what fruit Adam and Eve ate. God told them when He put them in the garden, they could eat everything out of that garden, live off of the fruit of the garden, with the exception of one tree that was in the midst of the garden. And God said, the day that you eat of that fruit, you will surely die. And they ate of the fruit, and they found out that it makes a difference is whether or not you do what God tells you to do. It made a difference when Cain failed to obey God in the matter of worship. In Genesis, the fourth chapter, the first 11 verses of that chapter, we have the story about Cain and Abel. And God rejected the offering of Cain and he accepted the offering or the worship of Abel. In Hebrews 11, chapter and verse 4, we're told that Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than did Cain. And it was a sacrifice that was done out of faith. And so it made a difference. Made a difference how they worshiped God. And it would have made a difference if Noah had made the ark out of some wood other than what God told him. Why, you remember the story in the Old Testament that during the days of Noah, the world became so wicked and evil that God determined that He was going to destroy man whom He had made from off the face of the earth. 
But Noah found grace in God's eyes and, and God told Noah to build an ark. But he told Noah how to build it. He even told him to use gopher wood. And the Bible says that Noah did all that God commanded him in Genesis 6.22. It would have made a difference if Noah had decided to build it out of oak or pine or some other wood. You see, he would not have been doing what God told him to do. It would have made a difference. It made a difference for those who looked on the brazen serpent that Moses erected in the wilderness. We read about that in the 21st chapter of Numbers. The people were dying from snake bite. God instructed Moses to make a, a serpent out of brass and put it on a pole. And everyone that would look upon that serpent would live and not die. Those who refused to look at it died. In John the third chapter in verse 14, Jesus said, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That's why it made a difference for those that looked on the serpent and those who did not. It made a difference when Naaman the leper dipped seven times in the river Jordan. Now, Naaman was a leper, and I'm sure he wanted to be cleansed of his leprosy. But when he was told to go dip seven times in the river Jordan, at first he was reluctant. He said, what about the rivers here at home? Why, why, why can't I use them? It's because God told him to dip in the river Jordan. And suppose Naaman had gone to the river Jordan and decided, well, I think one time is just as good as seven times, and so I'll just dip one time. But after he dipped the first time, he was still a leper. And after he dipped the fifth time, he was still a leper. And after he dipped the sixth time, he was still a leper. It was not until he dipped the specified number of times that God told him that he was healed of his leprosy. See, it made a difference. It made a difference when the people obeyed God in marching around the, the walls of Jericho. Over in Joshua, the sixth chapter, we read that story. The children of Israel were to conquer the land. As a matter of fact, the Lord told them, I have given the city of Jericho into your hand. Well, they had to do something in order to receive the city. And so God had this battle strategy, rather unusual battle strategy, for taking the city of Jericho. Why, he said, I want you to march around the city once for every day for six days. And then on the seventh day, you march around it seven times and you shout and blow the horn and the walls will start falling down. And there may have been some who overheard those orders, people standing on the wall and they began to laugh and, and make fun of the, of the children of Israel marching around the walls. And, but when they did what God told them to do, the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. It made a difference when Nadab and Abihu offered unauthorized fire on the altar in the 10th chapter of Leviticus. You see, Nadab and Abihu were priests of God. They were sons of Aaron. I suppose that if they were living today, we might say they were the preacher's sons. These were the uh, two men who should have known better. But we are told in the 10th chapter of Leviticus, the first two passages of that chapter, that they offered strange fire. One translation says unauthorized fire on the altar. It made a difference whether they offered the kind of fire that God told them to do or whether they did not. It made a difference. They lost their lives and they learned the hard way that it makes a difference whether or not you do what God tells you to do. 
it made a difference when Uzzah, one uh, not of the right tribe to move the Ark of the Covenant, touched the Ark. You see, it was only to be moved by those who were of the tribe of Levi. And he touched the Ark to keep it from falling, and as a result, the man lost his life. It made a difference. And it made a difference as to whether or not King Saul obeyed God. Saul was commanded to go down to the land of Amalek and to utterly destroy everything in the land. He came back, however, and he brought back Agag the king. Brought him back alive. And he brought back some of the livestock, and, and he was asked by Samuel, what, what's the meaning of all of this? He, well, he wanted to blame the people. The people wanted all of this to offer sacrifice. And that's when Samuel said, to obey God is better than to offer sacrifice. And to listen to God is better than the fat of rams. You see, it made a difference. And as a result of his disobeying God, not doing what God told him to do, Saul was rejected from being king. Does it make a difference? Well, it made a difference in all of these cases. And the fact is, it makes a difference now as to whether we obey God. It really matters as to our faith in God. It makes a difference. Why the Bible reads in Hebrews 11 and verse 6, without faith, it is impossible to please Him. It's impossible for a person to please God unless they believe in God. So it matters as to our faith in God. It makes a difference. It matters what we do with the Bible. It matters what we do with the gospel of Christ. Now the word gospel literally means good news. And, and those who are Christians are exhorted, encouraged, commanded to preach the gospel. What I'm doing right now is carrying out the command of Jesus in Mark 16, 15 to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And it is very humbling to know that there are people all over the world who will have the opportunity sometime to hear this message. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. So we are to believe the gospel. If we disbelieve the gospel, it's going to make a difference. If we disbelieve the gospel about Jesus Christ, it can lead to our eternal destruction. In 2 Thessalonians, the first chapter, verse 7 beginning, the Bible says, And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them who know not God and obey not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction and from the presence of the Lord. You see, the gospel not only is to be believed, the gospel is to be obeyed. And the reason the gospel is to be obeyed is because it is God's power to save us, Romans 1.16. And the gospel consists of facts 
about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. And the Corinthians obeyed the gospel, according to Acts 18 and 8, by hearing the gospel, believing the gospel, and by being baptized. So it matters as to what one does with the gospel. We must believe the gospel. It matters as to whether or not we repent of our sins. In Luke 13 and 3, our Lord said, I tell you nay, but except you repent, ye shall all likewise perish. So it matters whether or not we repent of our sins. It also matters, it makes a difference whether or not we have faith, the faith and the courage to confess the name of Jesus Christ before men. In Matthew, the 10th chapter, verses 32 and 33, our Lord said, Whosoever shall confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I deny before my Father which is in heaven. So it matters whether or not we have the courage, we have the faith to confess Jesus Christ before men. And we will confess him the rest of our life when we become his child. It matters if one is scripturally or biblically baptized. Now in Romans the sixth chapter, verses three and four, the Bible says, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Christ we're baptized into his death. When we're baptized into Christ, we are baptized into the benefits of his death, into the benefits of his shed blood. It is in baptism that we come by faith in contact with that blood that washes and cleanses us of our sins. Baptism is a burial in water. In Colossians, the second chapter and verse 12, the Bible says, buried with him in baptism, wherein also you're risen with him through the faith of the operation of God. So to be scripturally baptized, it must be a burial in water, and it must be to put us into Jesus Christ, or as we read in uh, Acts the 22nd chapter and verse 26, to wash away our sins. Why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Observe that the washing away of sin comes after the act of baptism and not before the act of baptism. So it matters if one has been scripturally baptized. It matters if one works and prays for unity in the church today. Jesus prayed for unity in John 17 verses 20 and 21. He said, neither pray I for these alone but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. I believe with all of my heart that one of the greatest reasons there are so many people who are turned off toward the, the, to Christianity is the divided condition that exists in the religious world. That's not pleasing to God. And the Lord prayed that we would be united and be united that the world might believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to work and we need to pray for unity today. And the only way that we will ever be united is by uniting upon the authority of the Word 
of the living God. But then it matters whether or not one is in the body of Christ, which is the church. Now you say, well, how do you get that, Brother Lambert? Well, let me read Acts 2.47 for you. Praising God and having favor with all the uh, people, and the Lord added unto the church daily such as should be saved. You see, the such as should be saved are such as believe on Christ, such as repent of their sins, such as are baptized for the remission of their sins, if you'll read verse 38 of this chapter. And they were added to the church. But the church is the body of Christ. And in Ephesians 5 and verse 23, we're told that Christ is the Savior of the body. So He's the Savior of the church. The church is not our Savior. I repeat, the church is not our Savior. The church is that which the Savior saves. And Christ is the Savior. And when we are saved, we are in the church. We don't do one thing to become a Christian and something else to become a member of the church. When you are saved, according to Acts 2.47, the Lord adds you to the body. It really matters whether or not we grow as Christians. We need to grow as a child of God. As Peter wrote in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, beginning, adding to your faith virtue, to your virtue knowledge, to your knowledge temperance, to your temperance patience, to your patience godliness, to your godliness brotherly kindness, to your brotherly kindness love. For, for if you do these things, uh, he that lacketh these things is blind, cannot see afar off, but hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. But he that, that those who do these things shall never fall. We need to grow as the children of God. It, it matters whether or not we add those Christian graces to our life. It, it matters whether or not we keep unspotted from the world. Paul in Romans the 12th chapter said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable of service, and be not conformed to this world. No, we're not to conform ourselves to the world. Or as one translation says, do not allow the world to squeeze you into its mold. Does it matter? Does it make a difference? What we do in matters of religion, matters that pertain to our souls and to our eternal salvation, yes indeed. What we really need to do is just do what the Lord tells us to do and that makes a difference. In the closing moments, may I invite you to attend the Church of Christ in your community. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36518.
1-877-711-5280 or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bibles. <laughs>